First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, pod of the everyman. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Drew. Drew, how's it going this week, dude? Fan-friggin-tastic. <laughs> nice. We got hoops, we got home runs. Oh, we got we got golf, majors, everything. And, Cap-ga. of course, boxing, as per usual. Um, All right, before we go further, let's let's... You know, do what our namesake says here and crack open the first of two beers. Got some hops going on. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to to work these H's in here. Hoops, hops, hustle, heart. Um, Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Okay. Ooh, I smell that immediately. So I've been crushing IPAs for probably like 10 or 12 weeks now. So here is called Tucker's. Dunkel's Hefeweizen. Um, it's a authentic Bavarian wheat beer. So you made that up? No, Dunkel's. I typ- yeah, five point two percent alcohol. It's a it's a full pint. I typically this typically isn't my my style, but I kind of just want to give it a try. It looks it, the can looks cool. It's just kind of like a classic style can. Hold on, let, let me see if it's good. Oh, nice. Yeah, I could do this. This is this is a very like muted hefeweizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I like make, it. you're making all these words up. They don't hefeweizen? really exist. <laughs> these, these things don't exist. <laughs> One day, next time you visit, I'm just gonna line up all these different styles. What do you like, what do you what do you got over there? A book of book of bad ideas and fake names, <laughs> fake words. Turn the page. Screw your wife. Put it on TV. Uh, uh, what are you drinking? I don't even remember now. I got so caught up in that uh that in, that in the half of Ison. <laughs> uh Toplin Goliath, King Sue baby. Ooh, nice. Look at you. That's the one with the baby T Rex arms? Oh yeah. Nice. Yes. Yes. Goes goes well with my baby T Rex arms. Oh man, this half of Ison's hitting. It is hitting. I love it. Speaking of hitting, um Jojo Diaz kinda kinda did what we expected, um, you know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of give my my two cents real quick, and then you you can fill in the gaps if you feel the need. But hey, we we said it was gonna go the distance uh, versus Javier Fortuna. Um, he pretty much controlled it the whole way. Looked really good doing so. Um, in his in his jump up to what 135, I think, and. Um, that kind of sets up the rest of the division. Um, you know, it, it was funny because you said, all right, he looked really good doing it, but he doesn't really have the punching power to, like, threaten some of the top guys. So watch, like, the, the rumors will come out that he's going to fight Tank Davis. since He it already really, did. Like, and Within minutes. You you said that after the fight, and within, like, a half hour after the fight, people were were was, or was it the next day when, when it was the next day and it, like, when jojo like, diaz himself was like yeah i'm coming after tank and i was like drew did you know this uh, 
Yeah. Well, no, people. There. Uh, uh, what are like the boxing insiders we follow actually said that he he's already heard that Tank's camp is like Reaching softly out. softly looking into that, <laughs> uh, which is just hilarious. Listen, I, I you know I, I'm not a DS fan. After you know, it's kind of you know loosey goosey um, approach. The last few the last few fights he's been in missing weight. I can't stand it when these guys miss weight because. I mean, you're a professional athlete. That's kind of your job. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, he, 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 he proved a little something for me uh, coming in. Like I said, he controlled, could totally controlled the fight. Uh, I don't really, I don't really know where a lot of the Twitter boxing world thought this was like a close fight in the judges. Score. I thought the judges were more than fair to Fortuna. I had, I had Diaz winning one sixteen one eleven on my card. And that's with a point deduction. Like it should have been worse on the cards. I, I uh, had it as one fifteen, one twelve on mine, and people thought it was a one or two point fight. I had I, it I as disagree. three. You had it as four, and we. So you and I totally disagreed with with yeah. the Twitterverse. Yeah. But you really, you technically had it as four because you had to do a point deduction. So you're it wasn't probably really, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Right. I had it at five. Like I thought it should have been, and and I I thought that. Um, and by the way, the point Coppinger saying that the point deduction was ridiculous. He could have possibly gotten three points taken away. This yeah, is the second straight fight, low dude. Over he, and over again, dude. He he like he throws so many rabbit punches and punches to the back of the head. It's ridiculous. Oh, like, sorry, I, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. To this the back is absurd. Of the head, yeah. Um, and he got warned. He literally got warned by the ref, and then he threw another one. Not even forty seconds. Forty seconds later, and like people are like, "Oh, I can't believe they did." They, they're acting like the guy with the foot. It was like the guy with the foot in the Shakur fight. That it was like this like absurd thing. I'm like, dude, are you kidding? me um what fight I, was i watching recently with low blows it was it was an old fight oh uh, it was a uh, riddick bow right a riddick old riddick bow <laughs> yeah, fight where the guy punched it, him in the it. dick he punched him in the dick three times with it in one round yeah oh. why was i watching that fight recently i don't know it was just a twitter it was a twitter clip oh, okay yeah because yeah. you sent it to me um yeah, I, I thought they. I thought they were. The only thing I can see is they were close rounds, but I thought Diaz closed out more of the rounds, and I just thought he had more consistent combination. He he was much better in this fight than he was against uh, Rock Rockamov. Rockamov, Rock, yeah. Rockamov, uh, just throwing some really good combinations and doing some really good body work. Uh, to your point, I I don't think he's either either Fortuna's got a really good chin. Or yeah, like Diaz's power, it just isn't going to translate at 135. I I was surprised for a lot of people that talked about Fortuna's power powder or er, powder power. It's that what's that? Remember what's, what's, that movie Powder? <laughs> I do. I remember seeing that with my mom. Um, <laughs> what's that H word you just said? It must be the hyperglavin uh, kicking in. <laughs> the half of license. Yeah, the half of license <laughs> kicking in here. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm fortunate in, maybe it's just like we talked about last week. He just doesn't have, uh, it doesn't look like he really has great balance or footwork. I didn't really, I mean, he was, he was hitting Diaz with some shots too. And Diaz really didn't seem that hurt. Uh, yeah, Fortuna, I don't, I, I don't see how Fortuna would hang with any of the, the big dogs at 135. Even like, I don't even, maybe, maybe I don't even actually probably not. Campbell would probably him too well, well fortuna showed much more 
um, like technical skill than I expected coming in. We both, his previous yeah. fight, he was just swinging so wildly, and he he had a lot more technique this time than we expected. Um, that being said, yeah, I kind of yeah I kind of think like the Luke Campbell kind of tier is where he, where he would need to get tested to see exactly where he shakes out. So. Yeah, what he's what he's got going on. Yeah. So I, I would I would have liked to see him fight uh, Garcia though. It would have been it would have been an interesting uh, interesting fight. But yeah, so Diaz wins. After the fight, it was funny because he called a <laughs> first he first he basically called out all the one thirty five pounders, called a bunch of pussies because they won't fight Fortuna. Um, okay, and then he basically and then he said let's uh and then he called out Garcia and Devin Haney, which then had Haney asking on Twitter because that's all he does. These Twitter guys I was like, oh, why is he calling out Garcia? He's my mandatory, and everyone was like, he called you both out, dude. Um, and it, he called out Garcia because they're both under uh, not Pony Boy. What's what is what is uh. What's Golden what's the boy? yeah Golden Boy Pony Boy it should be Oscar called, De La Hoya. It should it should be called Pony Boy with the stable that guy's got now. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is great. We are uh, off to the races tonight. Oh uh, yeah, let's go. So we'll so we'll see what happens. I think uh, I I think Haney that would be a good, it's a good that's a good fight for Haney because you know nobody none of the other top guys are available at this point, and I don't think Garcia is going to fight him. I think yeah. the only I, I think Garcia will. If he's got his next fight's tank or somebody like low level, uh, so I th- I think that that'd be good. Again, tank Davis is fighting in October. He's or, or yeah, I think he already uh, announced that. That's that's his next slated date to fight on pay per view. Yeah. So I guess we could we could see something uh, with those guys. I I loved how <laughs> these fucking dudes on the zone like Mannix and uh, Sergio were on there talking about. How JoJo JoJo would stack up with the 135 division, and of course, like they don't mention Loma at all. I'm like, you guys are just losers. Like uh, these these guys, I can't with some of them. Uh, good fight though, good fight. The women's yeah. fight before was interesting too, just because the uh, I forget her name, but whoever won was like calling out uh, one of the female boxers that she had beaten. That apparently was Mc- controversial. Mc- was it Michaela Meyer? No, I don't think that was the previous week. I think it was the Um, previous. I think it was the previous week. But she basically just like completely dogged the uh, (laughs) the 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 other boxer that was in the audience. It was pretty funny. Oh yeah, what was oh what was her name? Um, oh shoot, I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't really watch the fight at all, and you were like, oh my gosh, this interview's hilarious. I forget what else I was watching. She was basically just like, I mean, I could take her out into the street and beat her beat her ass again right now. It was just so funny. It's just like, oh shit, she is. This 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 woman is mouthing off, and I mean, D, it was it was funny because Diaz was uh, dropping f bombs left and right in his post uh, post fight interview. So yeah, not 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 much uh, not much censorship on on Dazzin. It was definitely more of a Dazzin kind of night Friday. Yeah, the zone. Yeah, that's dropping more f bombs than me when I'm leaving a uh, a buffet. What's that? Uh, the Golden Corral. Um. All right, so that takes us up to this week. Uh, Charlo versus Castaño to um, unify and have undisputed at 154. Uh, this is Jermel Charlo. Um, Jermel. So um, Castaño is 18-0-1. Um, Charlo is, what is he, 32-1? 30-1? Are you looking at something? Because you got both of those wrong. 
is Castagna 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 is seventeen oh one. What did I say? <laughs> you said uh, eighteen oh one. Oh well, maybe and, I was already maybe I was already thinking about what's coming up next. And ch- maybe and Charlo is thirty four and one. What did I say? Thirty two and one. 32. Okay, you acted like these numbers were like they're wrong. You got them in front of you. They got it. You got them in front of you, or like you, 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 you said them in such a way that made me think you were reading something. I'm like, what the hell are you reading? No, I was not reading something. All right, all right, relax there, guy. Get your get your get your hyperbole and uh, calm down a little bit. Hyperbole. Oh my gosh. Uh, Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, big fight. Um, I'm excited. It's it's funny. They all these PBC guys are dog and top rank at ESPN for not promoting well, but like nobody's talking about this fight. And this should this is like the first undisputed fight at 154 ever. Yeah, and so it's it's um, I agree. It's very, it's like very much like not like it should be bigger than just the bo- like the weekly boxing fans like us. And it's not. It's very yeah, the, much for just some, like the, the, the inside boxing crowd. I, I'm, I'm surprised the Charlo brothers aren't more... Promoting niche. themselves? Better promoting themselves? Yeah. That, Cause they're, like, they're kind of loud personalities, but like... Yeah, I don't know why this is. I think it's just because the, divi- the normal boxing. Crowd. Maybe because the, divi- the the two divisions are just a little weaker. Yeah, so there's no, it's harder. Is weird. Yeah. yeah, it's harder. And 160 where uh, Jamal is, it's just kind of hard. Well, I mean, there's people. No, there's people in 160, but none of them will fight each other. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, here's how you want me to. Can I? You want me to take this yeah, one? Yeah, sure. Here? Go for uh, it. Since you decided you were gonna lead the Diaz one, I'll just go ahead and step in there. Sure. Uh, I really like Castagna. I, I I like how he fights. He he's really good at cutting the ring off. Um, he throws some really good combination, like hook combinations. It's not as it's not it's not a lot of one two one twos. It's three four four three. Like you know, throwing a two. I like that. That he 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 goes toward the he does, he throws those a lot to the body. Gets some you know works the liver a little bit. Isn't like a headhunter. Which, um, you know, I thought before I watched this fight, I thought that was the style I was going to see. Uh, I really like that. The one, there's two, there's two things that I think will make the difference in the fight for him to see if he can change with Charlo. He doesn't use his jab at all. From the from the two fights that I watched, he did, like he's 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 a, he's a, he's a righty, so he doesn't use the left jab, which. It usually helps guys dictate range, space, um, keep the other guy off him a little bit. So that's – I think that's a little bit of an issue. And two, he leaves he, – he's not flat – I don't think he's flat-footed. I think some people have been saying he is. He's He just leaves himself on the line a little too much. And what I mean is yeah. he – that little sliver where from his, his nose down to that center line – is very uh, open for opponents to land body shots on him uh, and just creep in with some with some headshots right to the the center of his of his face. I, the two fights that I watched, I watched the fight against Lar where he had the draw. I think he was at one forty seven then, might have been one forty even. It was before he got to one fifty four, and Lar was re- was really landing some nice shot. All his shots seemed to be in that area. Um, so I think that's a problem because the the two th- you know the the two things that negate someone that's able to cut off the ring and you know work the inside is a strong jab 
and really good defense. And that's what Charlo is really good at. And I mean, power, power obviously is the great equalizer of everything, which Charlo also has. So I think it's, you know, if Charlo is able to work that jab in that, that line space, I think eventually he'll break, he'll break his down, but I mean, he's going to, he's going to be throwing, I think a lot, a lot of punches. I think our man Dan at CompuBox said the stat. I think, I think Estania throws the most punches at 154, and Charlo throws the least amount. I was just looking for that stat. That that is correct. It's um, like 80. It's, it's like 84 80, to 36. 84 to 25 or something. Uh, like something that. yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, Charlo doesn't. He doesn't throw a lot, but when he throws, his his shots are very precise. He's very accurate. Uh, and he, you know, he he makes a lot of impact with with his punches. So it's, I I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than I think a lot of people. I think I think like the boxing note, the people who know boxing, not that I'm saying I do, but th- I think they realize that Castagne, this is going to be probably Charlo's toughest fight, or should be at least. Um, but I think a lot of the casuals, maybe they're not getting excited because they just they don't know who Castagna is, and they just figure out Charles is just gonna, you know, just gonna beat him up and 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 knock him out. But I hey, here, here's the stat: 80, 84, um, Castagna throws, Charlo throws thirty six. Oh, on the money! I didn't even write that shit down. Charlo, God, Charlo only lands ten punches per round. But has knocked out seven of his last nine opponents. Yeah, he gets it when when he when he lands a shot, he goes in for the kill. Like he's like he's very he's very much like Crawford. A lot of power, very, power, very good finisher. Um, when he sees the opening, he lets he lets his hands go. So, uh, I guess as far as what do you what do you got on those two guys from a technical standpoint at all? Or yeah, have, is that I if I stole all your thunder, I uh, I apologize. No, I, I just when I watch Castaño, like nothing jumps out other than he's sound. Um, like that's that's something he's just so sturdy. Um, he's a big he, he's a he's a he's a big he a he's broad, six, like a broad he's six one yeah he's like a he's broad six, dude. Six one, uh, Charlo's five eleven. Charlo has a seventy three inch reach, and Castaño's sixty seven inch reach. So six inch reach difference, which uh, Castaño just fought Teixeira, who was super long. So that yeah. that doesn't really make a difference. Um, Castaño does not have the power that Charlo has. No, he does that, not. That being said, Charlo has shown a propensity to kind of like get worked a little bit by these guys who are sound boxers. Um, like he, um, like his his two fights with Tony Harrison, um, you know he he got robbed on the decision. Um, I think, but yeah, um, I I agree. Uh, but Tony Harrison did well, and then the second one. Other than the knockdowns, Tony Harrison was actually beating him in, in all the rounds, um, and then Charlo scored the the knockout. Um, so I I kind of look at Castaño versus Harrison, and I, I I don't know. I think I think I, I'll tell you right now. I I I'm taking Castaño. Um, it's interesting on, on the cards. I, it's interesting. I, I have all the odds here. Whenever you're ready for. This. I was gonna say it's interesting that you say you thought Charlo got robbed on the cards because I I I agree and I also think that Castagna's only quote unquote blemish is that draw against Lara, and I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, I thought he easily won that fight by four rounds, 
and it's yeah, funny. I thought it, he won that too. Yeah, it was funny. The and obviously it was a split decision. It was one fifteen, one thirteen, one judge for both guys. And then <laughs> I texted you hilariously. I was like, the Julie Julie Letterman, the uh, the the infamous one nineteen, one oh nine judge from the Tio Loma fight was uh, the one who gave him a draw. And, and I was like, how you could watch that fight and think that was a, a draw? I just I just I don't understand. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, you're taking because what? Are, well, what are the odds before I go? Yeah, so Charlo to win is minus two sixty five. Castaño's plus two fifteen. So they're not wild swings one way or the other. No. Um. The over. What? What? what uh, go ahead. And, what's your prediction? Because we always compare this. <sighs> I think Charlo gets a late stoppage. I really, I really want to pick Castaño because I, I just, that's, I love. That's I love. My, that's my secondary pick. What round? Uh, Eleven. <laughs> you are so money on these. The over under is ten and a half rounds. Oh, man. I, I was gonna say the t- a twelve round stoppage by Charlo or Castaño on the cards. I think it's gonna be one of those things where Castaño's up on the rounds. Charlo might get a knockdown early, and then Castaño might pile up the rounds. And Castaño, and then Charlo might have to go for the kill in the 12, and he might get it. To go the distance is minus 200, and to not go the distance is plus 150. It's interesting. It, that's so interesting because both, right. Well, because both both guys have. Like if it goes the distance, that favors Castaño. Well, wait. Say it again. What are the odds again for that? To go and to go, not to, the go? Di- to go the distance is minus two hundred. So that's the fate. Like that's the, the favorite. That's the favorite. Which makes no sense because both guys, their last like six, seven fights have been knockouts. Which is interesting how they come up with that. No, no, no. That's not right. Isn't it? No, Castaño hasn't had a knockout in like three fights or something. Oh really? Oh, Let I me... must have looked at that wrong. Uh, he had a unanimous decision against uh, Teixeira. Oh, all right, I'm wrong. Wale then. Wale Omatoso um got injured and ha- was retired. Mm. On it's the just stool in the fifth, and yeah. uh, Arizlandi Lara was the split decision. Oh, you're, yeah, my bad. It's it's just Charlo who's got the the KOs there at the end. My bad. My bad. My yeah, bad. You're good. Um, any oh wait, where does odds go? So, okay, so um, Charlo by by stoppage is plus two forty. Charlo on the cards is plus one twenty five. Castaño by stoppage is plus six fifty. I don't see how that's happening. I agree. Castaño um, on the cards is plus three three three. What's uh, what's the what's the over? Ten and a half. Yeah. Well, what what are the odds? Oh, sorry. Um, minus two fifty. On the on the over and under ten and a half is plus one eighty. So. Ugh. Charlo eleventh round knockout is twenty eight to one, and Charlo twelfth round knockout is thirty three to one. So for my money, I would put money on Castaño to either to, if you want to be more conservative, Castaño to win plus two fifteen. But really, he's not going to win by a stoppage or TKO. I would say Castaño on the cards by plus three thirty three, and then if if you want to get wild, Charlo in the 11th or the 12th for stoppage. Uh, I think those are the bets to look at on this one. Okay. What what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about how to work my parlay now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do do, do think Charlo, just something tells me Charlo's 
gonna catch Char- him. Charlo's gonna get some really nice body body shots in because of the way Castani exposes that, just exposes his um his body there, and then just just he, just by doing that, he's gonna you know one you you like they always said you uh, take out the body, the head will fall. I, I think he'll just catch him with with, with yeah. Just something. Yeah, but Charlo gets hit in the body too, and that's that's where I think Castano can can can. Pile I do up I, I do I do really like the combinations he throws to the body man. The whole the whole Lar fight, I was like, man, he is he's throwing some just awesome hook shots here. Yeah, I, it's gonna be a good fight. It's it really is. Um, yeah, and like I said, and it's yeah, it's awesome. These guys are they're you know they put it on the line. They're, you know, is that gonna not, be on Showtime? Or are they putting that on? It's free. On... It's free Showtime. Yeah, yeah. Unless okay. there, I had, nowhere have I seen Showtime pay per view. Well, I thought maybe Fox would do something crazy, like put it on the network since it's un, like um, undisputed, um, uh, unifying the belts. So. No, yeah, it's all. And actually, while we're talking, I can uh, I'll check my cable to see okay. if uh, if it shows up. Just some other boxing news while you pull pull that up. Um, Fury Wilder three has a has its new date October 9th. Um, Rigondeaux Casimiro the fallout at 118 after all that nonsense. Uh, they're fighting August 14th, and I presumably the winner will will go on to uh, take on in a way. In a way, yeah. I can't I can't see the winner fighting uh, Denaire at this point. Denaire, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, Pacquiao Spence August 21. So we got we got some. Good fights coming this summer yet? Yeah, free um, free on Showtime starts at nine. Of course, starts at nine, and of course the pussy NBA nonsense is at nine. Ugh, anyway, ooh, Indiana Jones Temple Dunes also on Showtime at nine o'clock on Saturday night. Oh, you know what? One other boxing note I, I wanted to bring up. Um, uh, Zapata it was in an undercard of that that fight last week, the JoJo Diaz. Um, which, by the way, that that um. What weight class was was that uh, Zerdo or whatever? Is that one seventy five? That was one seventy five, right? That was that was those two guys. That was a good fight, and I guess they'll eventually go fight Better Beev. But one after after they fight, I forget who else is in there. That division's kind of weird, but um, um, I was oh, uh, oh yeah, no, there is some other news we've got to talk about. We're sorry, did I did I cut you off there? No, go ahead. Joe Smith, <laughs> Joe Smith's got a two fight deal. Neither of which involves our boy oh, yeah. King Ar- King Arthur, which I think you were you were playing on the Twitter the Twitter handle a little bit, asking should we be mad at Joe Smith for you know wanting to get paid here with some of these non better B fights? Uh, that's a, that's depressing. I really uh, I really wanted to see better B fight him. Maybe maybe they can get something going on with better B. And um, I always forget the guy who the other guy who's got the belt. Over at um, at the zone, Bivol is it Bivol? Yeah, Bivol. Yeah. Yeah, Bivol. Uh, but then also Bivol is, I think, the backup plan for Canelo if they can't agree on a fight with Plant in September. PB or PBC wants Canelo to sign a three-fight deal as part of the uh, Plant thing to get him to, for two to make to get him for two other fights. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, we on our um, Virgil Ortiz signed a fight. I think August fourteenth. That's going down uh, against. I forget. I can't pronounce his name, but the guy that uh, Crawford recently uh, recently beat. 
Mean uh, Machine? The Mean Machine guy? Yeah, I don't know. It's I, not Boots in it, is it? No. Okay. I, I just saw Dan, calm people <coughs> Dan say something about that. Yeah, no, no. I no, that. no, no. Um, so that's a big one. And the other, more, this this story gets more and more hilarious. Uh, Triller, Triller wants, uh, wants to move the Lopez-Cambosis fight, which has been delayed like six times now, to October, and they want it in Australia. Because <laughs> they want, I guess they figure they'll get more more interest um, in Cambosis' home country, which is where they originally wanted to have the fight before when it was going to be top-ranked, potentially promoting it. And now, from what you hear from Lopez's camp, is that they'll vacate the IBF title if uh, if Triller makes them do that. So all, all these for everyone that's like calling out like Tank for not fighting Tio, like these clowns can't even they can't even handle their business on a routine mandatory title defense. Like it, this this is becoming so comical at this point with these guys. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, that's that's all I got for boxing. Um. William Zapata, um, who I I why am, why can't I even remember the weight class? I think he's I think it was a lightweight, yeah, over Hector Tanahara. Um, that was on the on the card, the Jojo Diaz and the Zerto card as well. My gosh, that guy threw 575 punches in six rounds on the TKO. Um, I forget if it was a TKO or KO, but I mean, he, oh my gosh, it was a barrage. That was something to behold. He's now, I think, 22 and 0, 23 and 0 now with 21 knockouts, William Zapata. So we got to keep him, you got to, you got to, um, keep your eye on him. Keep an eye on him on the lightweight division. He was so good. Mexican warrior. Love it. Um, okay. That's, that's a, a bunch, a bunch of ins and outs in the boxing world. Um, hey. In our typical fashion, um, for major uh, championships in golf, we did not give our predictions last week, and we're, sure one, one, we're one round in. Um, but we all know your prediction. It's always Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Where's he on the um, Where's he on the scorecard? He's uh, minus one. I think the leaders Louis Oosthuizen at minus six. Um, okay. They are. Let me uh, hold on. Where did? Uh, okay, hold on. Brooks Kepka was. 18 to 1. He was the third favorite this week. Um, it's at Royal St. George in the southern part of England. Actually, kind of almost like the southern tip. Um, and it was the first course outside of Scotland to host the British Open, the Open Championship. By the way, all of a sudden, this is like a debate. Like, we've been saying British Open for how many years? And now it's like, do you say British Open or Open Championship? Like, Dustin Johnson was like, well, when I was growing up, I said British Open, but now I say Open Championship because that's the name of it. And it's just like, <laughs> like, are, like are, are the are the Brits, like, uh, getting all uppity about this? Like, what, what, why is this such a thing now? Like, oh, you say the British Open? Oh, you, you, you scumbag. You, you know, <laughs> like, what, like, what? What what what's going on with this? Like what the hell? Uh, it's 2021 and everybody wants to just complain about everything. Yeah, I don't know. It's like people are like looking down your their nose at people who call it the British Open. So whatever. Um, it's a typical links course. Uh, not a tree in sight. Bunkers everywhere. Fescue everywhere. Hills are trundling. Um, it looks so cool. Um. It it's it's on near like on the water basically like the whole damn island is and it's you know tons of wind and that's where the course really gets tough. 
Um, um, so the, the thing about this one is, is like almost every shot is a blind shot. Apparently <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're like, you kind of don't know where to aim on half these shots. So it's like me on like every course though. So it's not, it's not, it's not really a foreign <laughs> That's before the Hyperion. That's before the Hefeweizen kicks in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder if they have golf courses in Germany, by the way. Um, yeah, so it it I mean I I always get a kick out of watching this. These you know they they play it like they start playing at like midnight Eastern time, and play till like three or four o'clock Eastern time. It's it's freaking cool. I'll, I'll always enjoy that. Um, so yeah, uh, my picks for this week were John Rom, who was the the leader or was the uh, the number one odds pick at uh, seven and a half to one. I also went with Jordan Spieth at twenty to one, um, and then I had um, oh shoot, uh, Tyro Hatton at thirty-three to one, and Harris English at sixty-six to one. Um, Harris English, and eh, not not doing well. He he's like plus five. Uh, I don't think Tyro Hatton is has a chance to be in contention anymore. Um, Jordan Spieth is minus five, who is right behind the leader, Louis Oosthuizen. So that was looking like a good pick. And then my other pick was was out too. Um, uh, John, oh, actually, John Rahm's like plus one or something like that. So he's like seven back. So okay, he's he's been so hot. Like he he could go for. I mean, he could turn it around. There was a bunch of guys I almost picked. Like, um, did I even pull the odds? Stewart Sink with a hundred to one. And, like, he's, like, minus four. Like, he's in contention. And I was like, man, he's had a good year. Like, I could see him kind of, like, being a you know, uh, wily veteran. Um, Webb Simpson I was looking at. He's he's playing well. Um, just some randos. Um, anyway, I... Uh, I miss randos. Oh, tell me about it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Phil Mickelson, by the way, is in last place. So, <laughs> <laughs> he he's out. Um but looking looking forward to watching the open the british open whatever you want to call it um you know it, it'll be it'll be finishing up early on sundays to give us sunday evening um so yeah i i always enjoy these we i have not picked good this year uh, on on the majors i don't think i've picked a winner yet um i haven't picked a winner but uh i've my one my one picks always in contention on the last day yeah exactly yep yep it's all that matters is it? I think so. As long as you, as long as you, <laughs> long as, long as you give yourself a shot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, so I did. This is what I wanted to tell you about. Um, Deschambeau. Yeah. So this dude drew. He's he's like I said. He's like plus two or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, I think he. I think he fought back to even. Let me pull it up real quick. So I want to get this right after because the quotes of this douchebag are just incomprehensible. <laughs> Um, oh, Dustin Johnson ended up at minus two. That's good. Um, Ricky Fowler's at minus one, and and he is rocking like the dad shades and a and a pure mustache. Oh, like please, Ricky Fowler. Like if if he could pull one out and and actually win a major, what? Shoot, man, just be just be good. Like get back to being good. Um, that that would be great. Okay, so DeChambeau's plus one. And I'm gonna get this. I'm I'm pull, gonna pull this quote up because this is unbelievable. This guy. 
Um, he's in an interview, right, with the, with reporters, and he's like, "Yeah, this driver sucks. It's not it's not a good face for me, and we're still trying to figure out how to make it good on the mishits. I'm living on the razor's edge, like I've told people for a long time." He's like, "I I know the people at Cobra are working hard and everything, but this driver just sucks, and you know, I, I'm." He's like, when I hit the fairway, you know, I'm putting it close, and I almost made birdie, like on number 11. But you know, when when I don't, when I I miss hit it, and I hit it in the rough and in the fescue, he's like, you know, I'm I'm catching flyers, and I'm not hitting the green. It's like, yeah, isn't that yeah, like, well, isn't that golf? Welcome to, welcome to golf, Bryson. <laughs> and, and so I get, it sounds like the people at Cobra have had enough, so they they had a rebuttal, and, and they were they said, um, oh wait, they said. Everybody is bending over backwards. We've got multiple guys in R&D who are catting this and catting that, like AutoCAD, trying to get this and that into the pipeline faster. Bryson knows knows it. It's just really, really painful when he says something that's stupid. He has never really been happy, ever. Like, it's very <laughs> rare when he's happy. Now he's in a place where he's swinging a 5-degree driver with 200 mile power of ball speed, Everybody's looking for a magic bullet. Well, the magic bullet becomes harder and harder to find the faster you swing and the lower your loft gets. It's like an eight-year-old that gets mad at you. They might fly off the handle and say, I hate you. But then you go, whoa, no, you don't. And so, like, Cobra Golf has had enough. And, like, I, I, I saw a couple other people follow up on this, and they're like, yeah, the engineer at Cobra Golf is one of the best, if not the best, in the game. And, like, to go through all these, like, prototypes for Bryson DeChambeau is, like, millions of dollars. Like, uh, and it sounds like they just had enough of this idiot. And, like, (laughs) dude, you're you're calling out your manufacturer in a major tournament uh, uh, in a press pool because you can't hit a ball straight? Like like up yours dude like so like just you know what how about you swing just a, just a tinge lighter and just try and hit it straight how about that yeah like try to try to work on your craft and not just do it the way you want to do it yeah it's like and, and i get it he's a mad scientist he's a perfectionist he wants to do it his way and no other way but guess what why don't you adapt to adapt to the course like just do it multiple there's there's more than one ways to skin the cat especially in golf Oh, like this is the type of thing where like Tiger Woods would take the two iron and he wouldn't even put a driver in a bag some days and he would hit the low stinger, the Tiger stinger, and he would let it run for a hundred yards on this course. And Bryson DeChambeau refuses like adapt, dude, like you can do more things just than just like swing as hard as you can. In the words of Brad Pitt slash Billy Bean, adapt or die. Oh, like what a freaking pompous idiot! Yeah, he does so, sound like uh, a real deeper. Oh my gosh, he would he would never be able to handle the half of the 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 best outcome now for me for the for the British Open is for Kepka to win and just be like, be my like, driver was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Or you know, or or, or <laughs> oh wait, who, is he Nike? Who's his who's who's his clubs? What clubs? I'll look it up. I don't he, know. I mean, he wouldn't be able to do it because of whoever his club is. But it'd be great if he just like he didn't if he didn't actually use it, but just got got a Cobra driver. Was like, yeah, yeah, it was all thanks to this driver right here. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just as like a big just more just more to the epic uh, 
the epic battle Pettiness. between the uh, it's it's the best rivalry in sports right now. It really is, and I don't think um, I don't I don't think anything's even close to it. He 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 swings a tailor made sim. Damn driver. yeah! If I were him, if he wanted to be like Taylor, guys guys listen. I'll 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 do uh I'll I'll do a month free advertising. Just just let me just let me do this, please. <laughs> It'll make us so much more in the long run because people will just like me even more and want to buy my shit. Like I'd yeah. pro- I'd probably go buy a tailor made hat just just because if he did something like that. Yeah. Now he does wear Nike clothes, but he he has tailor made. Um... Okay. All right. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. I can. Like, it's all thanks to this awesome uh, Cobra X X fifty seven driver. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for thanks to, to all the hard work of the guys in the R and D lab over there. You guys make the best products. What kind of moron couldn't couldn't play well using one of these? <laughs> if he that, did, that, oh. that would be the best. <laughs> it really would be. Oh, all right. Gotta love some good golf. And and oddly enough, last major of the year because the PGA now is not the the last one. So, um, yeah, good good stuff. And oh, by the way, there was like a ton of people who had to withdraw because of like COVID protocols, and they like just couldn't meet this like the very strict standards i i, w- I was gonna look for a number of how many people withdrew i i, I could i couldn't find it I, I don't know but anyway i'm um, looking forward to watching that the next three days um all right drew nba catch and shoot um open-ended i'm gonna pass you the ball in rhythm step right into it open-ended what what's your overarching theme so far uh is it is it too much overkill to completely call Chris Paul a choke artist? Uh, not if you say <laughs> so. Uh, no, listen through four games. Uh, we're two two. I can't I can't decide who who should be kicking themselves more. Probably the Suns because they truly lost an opportunity last night to go up three one. Um, they were in control of the game again. They, they, it was only a, to me. It was only like a five or six point game the entire way, but they were always kind of winning it. Whereas like the Bucks, the Bucks in game two just couldn't take advantage of the Suns playing poorly. So I think, I think the Suns are kicking themselves a little bit right now. Uh, I mean, it's really come down to which team can get more consistent play out of two of their guys each game. Um, and so that's that's that that seems to be the recipe for success. Doesn't seem like a third guy is willing to really kind of step up and and play really well. I mean, I said it on the two for I I I didn't like the body language of the Suns after the game last night. I thought they them yelling at the refs while the game was still going on in the last thirty seconds was just a bad, immature look. And they kind of looked like you know Booker for as great as he's been, and I guess that I've. I, I really do like him. He just the way he and like what do I know? But the way he kind of like walked off the court, it looked like he looked at the guy that was like, ha, ha, like just pissed because like I just dropped forty two and we we effing lost this game, like kind of attitude. So I'd be curious to see like does that impact the way he plays in game five? So uh, I still stand by if the Bucks win, I'm firing Coach Bud after the parade on Tuesday. Just because I just don't think he's very good. Uh, well, I should say he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. Um, yeah. All right. Here. So here's my question to you. Okay. Whose legacy and like who has who's it hurt worse to lose the this next basically this best of three here, Giannis or Chris Paul? Oh, it's Chris Paul. It's not even close. I think uh, I said it last night at two for one. 
only four teams in NBA history have come back down 2-0 in the finals. And for him to now, if if they were to, if the Suns were to lose and be part of, you know, they'd be the fifth team to 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 give up a 2-0 lead, that just puts him in another another category of epic, you know, epic epic sh- uh you know, strikeouts, choke job, whatever whatever it collapses, whatever you want to call it between the 3-1 the three one uh collapse to Houston, his mental breakdown the last twenty seconds of game five against OKC back in twenty thirteen, I think it was. Um and then obviously I mean obviously he got hurt and couldn't control what happened uh with the Warriors, but that still that still kinda lingers. Um and they were up three two. The Oklahoma or Oklahoma City was up three two against the Spurs back in two thousand nine, so you know, a guy. He's he's got the chance here to get that get that championship. Your you know your your brother said it great on the two for one. All 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 to, all the all time greats either get. I don't, well, maybe it was just get to an NBA. Finals. He said get to an NBA. Finals. Oh, not yeah. win. So he's gotten to it. But and if they lose, last night was all on him. He's he's you know he, regardless of anything else he's done, he was awful last night. The turnovers, the last. Four minutes of the game, just fumbling the ball like like he was hot hands Heyman from the Little Giants. Like, what was that? I don't nice want to hear injury. Like, I don't want to hear now that he's got like either you know, there's oh he's, his hand must be hurt or this and that. He he was just awful, man. Threw up all. <laughs> he threw up. He threw yeah. He threw up. Oh, and there's all H's. We're really rocking these H's. I know. Tonight. I was about um, to say that too. Yeah, he really threw up all over himself. So I think it's him. I mean, Giannis. Giannis has been great throughout the playoffs, and the fact that he's playing after what looked like was going to be a year a year out injury, uh, I I don't think anybody's going to, um, really have this take a hit a hit to him. He's still young. No, I just meant like okay, so <coughs> like Chris Paul, does Chris Paul get another chance after this? Maybe, oh, maybe, even better. No, uh, if he may, stays, may, in- maybe not. But but he's going to be on a one year deals basically for the rest of his career just so he could hop I disagree. Contender. No, I don't think so. I think I think if the if it's true that he's opting out of his 40 million dollar contract next year, I think it's to get I think it's because he wants to get a, a long-term deal. So I I disagree with that. I think and he's And then Giannis, you know, basically like, hey, they've been building this for so long. If this doesn't work, like what will? Cuz Yeah, but it's like the first is only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, well, I disagree with that. Um I th- I think I think it's more critical for Paul because I think the Nets aren't going to be better next year. Yeah, they are. I went out. The yeah, the Nets will be, but that's it, in my opinion. I don't think I th- the East is just always going to be easier to win and come out of. And I don't see outside the only team in the East for any any team can get anybody at this point. But the only team in the East that really has the capability to sign Paul outright is the Knicks. And as your brother says, Knicks for clicks. I don't see that happening. And if he went to the Knicks, like they're not they're not beating any of the top teams in the East. So I just think that it's more critical for um for Paul to win this excuse me, for Paul to win this year because I think the window closes unless he were to sign a one year deal and just do a super team. But I, I I don't I don't think that's what he's gonna do. I think wherever he signs he's gonna sign a three year contract. Okay. I do. All right. Otherwise well, why why opt out of a forty million dollar deal? I he's don't not because he's not going to be able to sign a one-year forty million dollar deal anywhere. But everyone, the two for one's been really good. We're starting to have even more fun with it in the NBA Finals here. Uh, check it out. We get we get into a lot of uh, detailed basketball talk. Yeah, um, and I don't know. Did you see Bradley Beal's out of the Olympics with COVID? 
Oh, no, I do not. Yeah, I don't know that he. I don't. I don't think that he tested positive necessarily, but he's in the health and safety protocols, and it's at the point now where he's not going to be able to travel. So he's off Team USA. They, they've got enough problems, obviously, losing the two exhibition games back to back. But now Beal, Beal's out, and J- J- Jeremy Grant is also in the health and safety protocols. But he he has he has def- he has definitely tested negative, so they haven't pulled him from the team yet. Gotcha. So, well, we shall see. A lot of, a lot of nervous people about about Team USA. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Uh, oh wait, no, no, not yet, not yet. Sorry, I skipped over one one more topic. MLB All Stars in the Home Run Derby. Um. I, I wanted to point this out too. Typically, the day after the MLB All Star Game is a dead spot in sports, but Wednesday we had uh, Game Four of the NBA Finals, and then the next day, which is today, still no baseball games, but we jumped right into the British Open. So we've had this is a, a strange year where we didn't have any gaps in, in our sports sports lives. So yay us! Um, hey, I, yay! I, all right, guys, let's go. I always enjoy. I don't know why I, I, I like the, all, all, the, the MLB all-star game is one baseball event where I don't mind sitting down and watching every inning. Like it's, I don't know why it's just super intriguing to me that everybody is awesome. That's playing. And like it, it's just cool. I just like watching all these guys, all the, it's probably my favorite all-star game because you can't really fake baseball. So you really are seeing like, people playing well against the best um like you know hockey you could kind of dog it the scores are like 12 to 10 in hoops the scores are like 150 to 140 you know that's stupid yeah um you know at baseball i mean it's you really got to throw it or else you're gonna get hurt like football you like they don't even allow you to like rush the quarterback you know it's in baseball, it's like you got, you can't like half swing and half throw. Like yeah, you know what there's I mean? no like it's not just like it got pitchers aren't throwing you like little softballs so you can hit home runs. Yeah, it's cool. So I I always enjoy watching it. But we I had like family uh, health stuff going on where I can only I think I watched the seventh, eighth, and ninth. And there's a lot of guys, a lot of reserves that I just just not watching a lot of baseball the past year or two. Just because my team is the Pirates and, you know, not much to watch. But although apparently we did have two starters on the NL team. Um, it, but that it, it was interesting to see the new faces. Um, and the home run derby, uh, again, I, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton. Um, but one thing I wanted to get your opinion on is I pre- – <sighs> okay, so the old format when they got 10 outs and, you know – it was they didn't have to swing every time and and it got long like some of these guys would take a ton of pitches mm-hmm. and and it, it got long but like i always enjoyed watching the ball flight like to me that was just like so cool to watch this just majestic 500 foot homer just like sailing out of the ballpark and seeing where it landed and seeing the fans um but with this format it there's it's 3 minutes on the clock and they're just Swinging, swinging, swinging. When they first introduced this format, they had to wait for the ball to land before they could throw the next pitch. And they're like, and then the players were like, so if I hit it further, 
I have less time to hit more. And they're like, oh, yeah, so just keep throwing. And so now they just, like, rapid-fire pitch. So, like, you don't kind of – like, you really don't get a sense of, like, the ball flight and, like, how they're hitting these homers. Like, you're just kind of, like, half seeing them swing, half seeing where the balls are going kind of. Right. And so I I think that kind of takes away from the event a little bit. Um, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I don't like it, and this is—I don't think this is an old man get off my lawn comment. Like, I—I I don't think anything was wrong with it before. Like, get your ten outs, swing. You yeah, you, know, you do your round by round, and then you go. Like, I, maybe it changed before, but I—I just—I don't. Weren't they doing it like cumulatively at one point? And... At one point it was cumulative, yeah, and and at one point it was like a round robin, and then it went to the finals. Um, yeah, I don't. And I don't. Now, now it's like a bracket kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm cool with doing like a bracket, but like just like yeah, do your ten pitches, you know, make it real. Have like, have an don't don't have like your dad throwing pitches like the thing where they can pick their own pitcher and all that stuff. Like, well, I think mean, I think they've always done that. I don't know. To me, it's whatever. I, I, I it's like the three point contest of the NBA. Like how they have like twenty six money balls now. It's like well, they kind of did that a little bit with these bonus balls too. And because before it was just like one bonus ball, and I think it's like a whole minute of bonus balls. Now. Even bonus ball, like just, who cares? It's so dumb. I, 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 I wish they'd just go back to the way they used to do everything. Yeah. Um. So. Like I said, I, I wish I was able to watch more. Um, I, I guess Trey Mancini put on a show, and then um, Pete Alonzo from the Mets ended up winning it back-to-back years now. Yeah. Um, so I, I do – and every year I'm like, I'm not watching the Home Run Derby. I don't want to hear Berman say, back, 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 back. But he's not even on it anymore. But <laughs> then it inevitably I end up watching it because there's no other sports on. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Um. Still though, I, I the Midsummer Classic, man. I don't know why. I, I enjoy it, so you know, kudos to baseball, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, now we can get to everybody's favorite segment of the podcast, the NASCAR pit stop. I'm gonna try and fit this all in in one minute, but I kind of have a lot to say, so we'll go from there. Alrighty, Ruski, in five, four, three, two, one, and go. Last week was Atlanta. It was basically a two-car shootout between brothers, Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch had the Skittles game going on. Kurt Busch had a really cool paint scheme from Gear Wrench. Kurt Busch, the 42-year-old veteran in the one car, gets his one win a year. He makes the playoffs. He seems to do it every year. Good for him. This week, we're in New Hampshire, one-mile track. It is a very flat track. They call it the Magic Mile. I'm kind of expecting a good race. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my picks here. Hamlin at 6-1, to one, Kyle Busch at 6.5-1, to one, Kozlowski at 8-1, to one, and Christopher Bell at 25-1. to one. Other news, Matt Benedetto, kind of like a fan favorite, he's going to be out at Wood Brothers Racing uh, at the end of the year, which he was pissed about because he thought they were just starting to build something. They said, no, we're bringing in uh, a young guy. And I forget, uh, under my t- I didn't write the note. But um, other news is um, Sindrick, the bell of the ball from Xfinity, is going to be taking over Kozlowski's car, the, no- the number two car at Penske, when Kozlowski goes over to Roush Fenway and becomes part owner in that team. And I think, did I get it all under a minute? No, you're way over. Ah, damn it. Okay, how, f- how far over was I? Uh... 
one minute, 11 seconds, and 21, whatever comes after that. Uh, 11 seconds. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, Jeff Burton's son is going to be uh, taking oh, well, over. You can actually you can do a timer as an actual stopwatch. That's a cool little feature I just realized. Cool. <laughs> You could do the actual stopwatch thing on your phone. Yeah, it's so cool. I thought it was just like the like the normal time, but I just had this. All I had to do was swipe, uh, swipe right here, like I was on Tinder, and right now I got an actual cool little stopwatch. Surprised you know how that works. Look um, at that! Look at that! All right, so the parlay we hit it last week. So this week we are looking at a nineteen dollar bet. I'm gonna jinx myself, but man, I'm on fire. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, got a nice, been, I got a nice little streak going here. Yeah, yeah. I've been okay on baseball. I've, I've lost some, but I've hit some. Yeah. Um. Wh- so what are you going with? I'm always gonna pivot off. <sighs> pivot off of you. I kind of want to take the Bucks, getting four, but I'm gonna stay away from. I'm, uh, I'm gonna stay away. Should we? Uh. I feel like we should take the over in the fight. Since we both ten, feel ten and a half rounds. Yeah, since we both feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I a little bit feel like that's playing with fire just because it's freaking Jermel Charlo and anything could happen. But I'll, I'll go for it if you want. Let's take the over in the fight. I, I like, I like, I like put, I like putting something on the fights, the big fights we got to keep, uh, keep, keep them, keep them even more intriguing. Okay. I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go the over. Okay, sweet. Um, and then, so that is what Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So Friday, Saturday. So, um, so the other thing is the basketball game. Um, how do you feel about two eighteen? I feel like these teams have been playing under that mostly. Like one one ten to one oh eight, it would be two eighteen. Yeah, um, I kind of I kind of like the under. Um. I could see it being like 105, 95 or something. I mean, like the that. game as as the uh, you, typically the NBA as, as the finals go on, the games become more rock fights. Yeah, exactly. Like, and uh, and especially with like neither of these teams really fast break. Um, I mean, somewhat, but although I could also see it going to overtime. I don't know. Nah, not gonna go to overtime. But I'm, I'm cool with the under. Um. All right, so we'll go with the under in the basketball game, um, and the over, the over in the fight. The fight. Should <laughs> we uh, maybe maybe we'll do a little uh, little little sugar on top and uh, take do a side bet taking Castagna. Um, maybe we'll throw another five ski on that. A little separate. I think what we should do is we should put a five ski on Castagna on the cards, and then two separate five skis on uh, Charlo in the 11th and Charlo in the 12th. Why don't we get even crazier and do 12 five skis on on uh, each round? I, I, I think you would lose money. If you did that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get, get, a little, get a little spicy. Yeah, I like it. All right, sweet. All right, so over in the fight, which is um, minus two fifty, uh, t- so that's ten and a half rounds, and the under in the hoops game, which my app currently has at two eighteen. So sweet. All right, lock it in.
I like it. Let me finish this Hefeweizen in here. Move on to beer two. Hold on. Oh, that snuck up on me. I have a couple sips here. All right, I'm abandoning that last sip of Hefeweizen for the sake of the pod. Um, all right, you ready for beer two? Let's do it. Okay, three, two, one. Um, I debuted this beer on the uh, two for one last night. It's New Trail Brewing Walking Stick Hazy IPA, seven percent. Um, and it's pretty good. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I'm just going light here with a left out leftover Heineken from my uh, neighbor's uh, surprise 40th last weekend. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. These are okay. Um. Okay. So. Why not? Right. We're on this H train tonight. Oh man. Gotta love. Gotta love it. Um. Was there any athlete known as the H train? I feel like there's probably a wrestler that was the H train. Um, cool. So Silicon Valley. Yes. I finished season six. Um, there were seven episodes. Oh, I wasn't ready with the names of the episodes, but um, basically it wraps up with um, basically they're coming and getting huge. Richard testifies before Congress. They're trying to decentralize the internet, and then they realize, lo and behold, it doesn't work unless they interlay artificial intelligence, son of Anton, to make it more efficient. But at that point, then, it's basically so fast and with the AI that, like, it's deciding that, like, oh, my job's to be efficient. Why don't I just get rid of all this, like, privacy stuff, and then I'll just keep take over. And, keep, and so it's, like, breaking down everybody's privacy, and they're like, okay, we we can't actually have this, like, like we're, we're trying to, like, protect people's privacy, not break it. So then they decide that they're going to break it, break it themselves, but they don't do, they don't do that right. And they, <laughs> fa- they, they fail at failing. Um, and, it, and hilarity ensues. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, Jerry just continues down the path of showing he's, I was state raised. Oh, oh my God. Okay, 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 look, I'm sorry. No, all right. I ought to knock your teeth out, you bitch-made motherfucker. I, 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 I didn't really intend I was state-raised. You think I'm scared to catch a case? What's some bullshit? I'm sorry, Jared, I, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, just... Oh, oh, I didn't let it keep going. It's like, I'm going to get you, homie, or whatever he oh, said. He shoots uh, him in the butt with the BB gun. I laughed so hard, I almost pee a little every time I watch that scene. <laughs> I was state raised. You think I'm afraid to catch, catch a case? Catch a case on some bullshit. Oh. <laughs> the character of Gwart was pretty genius. Yeah. Just basically, like. I see you I still mean, you you still take your avocado and mayonnaise at two two fifteen, two yeah. two thirteen or whatever yeah. weird ass time it was. Yeah, and and you know basically they make this woman look like I don't even know how to describe it other than she looks like one of those like troll dolls but without pretty, the hair 
Pretty accurate. <laughs> and she has zero lines the entire time. And Jared has full conversations with her as though she's speaking back to him, even though she's saying zero lines. Yeah. It is. And she's wearing Coke bottle, uh, Coke bottle glasses. So, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was a funny character. Uh, everything about it was just really good. Um, it was a good way to wrap up the series. It did it justice. They, it, it may have went on a little too long, but probably not. They probably did it. They probably did, wrapped it up. Just yeah, I think it was. Right. Well, yeah, you keep going. Sorry. No, it's okay. I think it was. I think it, they they pretty much hit it in stride. So. Yeah, I think I think it I think it ended just right. Um, you know, being such an early fan, you know, it if I can see where it feels maybe it went a little longer because you missed that that dynamic for two seasons. But again, I think Jared <laughs> Jared filled the void pretty well. Um, I, 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 I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you, I'm glad you liked it. I was worried at first when you weren't, uh, you weren't digging the first few episodes. I was like, ah, just, he's just gotta, he's just gotta make it to the, the end of season one and he's going to get hooked. Um, the only, again, the only things I didn't like about it were, I, I, I didn't like how in the end, somehow they couldn't make any money off even the original algorithm. I was just like, eh, I get it. But like, I, it was again, the whole one step back or one step forward, two step back thing that I keep harping yeah. on with the show. I, that and but <laughs> I also love how Big Head became became the president of Stanford. <laughs> yeah. So like the ending was a little bit clunky the way they did it because they it was almost like a ten year uh, fast forward basically fast forward of like like a documentary of of and then like explaining like how it went down at the end. So they was kind of like jumping back and forth, which was yeah interesting but like a little bit clunky for in terms of storytelling um but uh i, I read a bunch of articles because i was like all right like did everybody else love this as much as i did and it's it's pretty much people pretty much put it up there with like the best comedy series that they've seen in the modern era um yeah uh i read a lot of stuff from like uh, Elon Musk, if, like watched, he was kind of like me. He watched the first couple episodes. He was like, eh, "I don't get it. This is stupid." And then it said that he kept watching, and he was like, oh, "By like five episodes, I was in." And for me, it was seven episodes. So, um, uh, I think Bill Gates liked it. Um, I read some interviews with T.J. Miller about basically how it went down because I assumed it was like Me Too stuff, and it wasn't that at all. It was. Um, he he basically was he's like very eccentric and kind of like out there and he had all these other projects going on he kept telling his wife like i promise i'm going to slow down and you said you read stuff where he was showing up drunk and high and stuff and i couldn't find anything like that but um basically they were like hey we could tell like you want to go do other stuff like you know, why don't you? Why don't we wrap up your character? Like you, you want to do like three episodes, three or five episodes? And he was like, Nah, let me just back all the way out. And they're like, No, 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 don't do that. We like we like you and the character way too much. And he's like, No, no, it'll be hilarious. Like, just everyone else on all the other characters will get a chance to grow. Like you guys will have to scramble and figure it out. He's like, Let's just write them out. It'll, it'll like think if we had to like think of the chaos that would ensue if they wrote like Kramer out at the height of Seinfeld. Like. He's like he's yeah. like that's hilarious. Let's let's do that. That's just bizarre. Let's do it. And he's all he's all about like being bizarre. And he was like his he was saying and again, I was reading this 
So I don't, I don't know if he was being serious or not, but he was like, ah, my, they don't even know my best project is Yogi, Yogi 3D or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, Yogi Bear 3D. And I was like, what? So um, anyway, he, he was just talking about all the different actors and how he was like, he loves the guy who played Guilfoyle. He's like, that guy's a raging Buddhist, just like my wife. He, he's going to love my decision to go like on road trips with my wife and all this stuff. Uh, the guy who played Richard Hendricks, Middle Titch, he said that he and him, they did, they were basically comics that like stumbled into Hollywood roles, and he was like, yeah, we did like duo acts together for like ten years, and we're like big brother, little brother, and we're kind of sick of each other, and so I'm happy that he gets to go do his thing, and um, he said, you know, Dinesh, you know, he's gonna do great. He's he was like, what's the guy's name, Zach Wood or whatever, uh, the guy who plays Jared. Yeah, um, and he he was like he's like I can't wait to see that guy grow because he's gonna be the best. Sure enough, he was the best. Um, and then I read another interview where he watched the um, the finale, and he was like, "Oh, they did such a good job with it. I thought they did it. I thought they did well. How you know Jin Yang basically like tried to assume Ehrlich's identity with the, with the pig, and he talked about how um, Jim. I think the guy's name is Jimmy O Yang, Jin Yang's real name, and how they're like real good buds and everything so yeah he, he, liked, he was he liked, okay with everything he liked how they failed at failing yeah yeah he really got a kick how they how they failed at failing and how that really fit the show and got a kick how big head like you said big head was the president of stanford so um yeah I, I, it was it was a good ending ending to a good show um yeah i i t- I, t- I told you that one of my biggest life regrets is uh when I ran into Jared in a coffee shop in Soho, I didn't ask for a picture of his autograph. Yeah, I'm not big on autographs, but I I, I am kind of big on pictures. Like I, I definitely would have yeah. like had a real cheesy like thumbs up next. Like Jared, be like Jared, this guy, Jared, this guy fucks. <laughs> yeah, just walk up to him. <laughs> yeah. Say say I have have my wife say, all right, guys, on three, say this guy fucks. <laughs> oh yeah. I. I I was a little bit unsatisfied with the storyline of him finding his original parents and how he was their third kid. And they were like, oh, we decided we could not do three kids and we gave you up. And then we immediately regretted it. But we didn't go get you back. We had another different kid. And we named him Donald as well. We really liked the name Donald. And he was like, what? Yeah. I I I I was I really wanted him to go and like burn their house down on the sly. <laughs> Be like, oh, I, I don't know, like you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that would that would have been a kind of Jared thing to do. Yeah, he <laughs> catch a case on that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, awesome. But th- that was my only only thing. But anyway, so let's give it let's give it the uh, the uh, brand new two brew rating system here. Let's do it. Um, let me let me flip to it. So, uh, again, these are five categories, three up, uh, maximums, three stars each. Um, acting, I gave it a two point seven. Three. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I I can't argue that. Writing, I gave it a three out of three. Three. Plot, I gave it a two point two five out out of three, and it's like you said, a lot a lot of um, two steps forward. One, or one step forward, two steps back, kind of thing, and it it did kind of get cyclical. Um, but two point two five is a good score, though. Two point nine. Okay. Um, and then uh, fourth category is like feel slash genre, like 
did it did it kind of match the genre like did did it have good flow did it have the feel of what it was going for i gave it a three i, I thought it was so good with that three rewatchability um i don't I gave I gave it a two point eight on that. I'm sure you gave it a three. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I've rewatched it like nine times, so I gotta. <laughs> I, I just I just multiplied three times nine. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I rewatched. I rewatched like, that's a very specific number. I re I rewatched multiple multiple seasons while you were going through it, so I could I could share in like the quote, like just start. I I could text you quotes about it, like in that particular season. So I think that tells you the re- rewatchability of it. Yeah. So so on uh, my score came out to thirteen point seven five out of fifteen, and for you it sounds like it came out to a fourteen point nine out of fifteen, right? Yeah. So. About two point nine 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 nine. Thirteen point seven five plus fourteen point nine divided by two. Oh wait, don't do that. Do equals divided by two. So fourteen point three two five out of fifteen. Pretty Love solid. It. Love it. It is that good. It is two two brew approved. Two brew above fourteen on the two brew scale. Yeah, F this uh tomato meter thing. That's the new scale. Ah, oh, bro, we gotta get a, we gotta get like an empty beer mug and like fill it with beer to like the the numbers. That's ah, oh, genius. Oh, like a little, uh, yeah, and then uh, we could do that. Genius. Yeah, I, I can hand draw it. <laughs> yeah, put your kids to work. What the hell else are they doing? For God's sakes, Jesus. Um, sweet. All right, the the other thing we wanted to review here on beer two is Black Summer. Black Summer. Um, for those of you who don't know, it is a short zombie series. Uh, they came out with season one in, what, 2019, I guess? Yes, season one. Uh, eight episodes. Um, the episodes range from 20 to 40 minutes. Yeah, it was um, odd. Very odd. And um, it has a strange feel to it. So it is pretty much the... In- at the outbreak of the zombie apocalypse, um, they are sprinting zombies, which other notable things that had z- sprinting zombies were um, Dawn of the Dead. The, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, 28 Days Later, if you consider those zombies. I gotta watch that. Um, what, what do you mean? Are they not zombies? 20, isn't 28, 28 Days Later isn't a zombie movie? It's debatable. They're kind of like not necessarily. Sounds like I got a homework assignment now. Um, I, I would argue no, but some people I'm sure would argue yes. Okay. Um, um I am legend. You probably don't consider those zombies. Um, um, World War Z, which the book I don't think they're sprinters, but the movie they definitely are. Um, and. What's the other one? Zombieland. Um, and that's all. I, that's all I kept. Th- that's all I kept thinking of in, in watching this. I was like, rule number fourteen: cardio. Cardio. <laughs> um. So, I obviously I'm into the zombie stuff, but this one is like kind of artistically cut and filmed. Yeah. Um. It's very much like each scene gets its own little like intro. Where they have like this dramatic music and they're like, dun dun, and it's called the lodge, 
and then it's like this scene about them going to the lodge and it's like five minutes dun, dun, and then a good black screen dun, dun. the valley cold Companions. And it's like a scene about them being cold yeah exactly so it's and it's told kind of out of sequence like each episode is told out of sequence and then the episodes themselves are a little bit out of sequence and I imagine eventually when they string together all the seasons, it's going to be a little bit out of sequence. So it's very much like artistically filmed and, and cut and produced. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think that they do that to try to make you uncomfortable when you're viewing it. To yes. like put you, to get you, kind of get you more into the feel of um, the people in, in the apocalypse. Kind of like... You f- kind of feel panicked and kind of like um, bewildered and your head's kind of spinning. And that's exactly how you pretty much feel in the zombie apocalypse. So they want are trying to like yeah. put you in that in that mindset. It got, it. <laughs> it got me thinking of Gimple with his bullshit. Uh, when he tried to use that as an explanation for like Glenn hiding in the dumpster. But like obviously that was just a cliffhanger grab for ratings yeah. i was like this is actually what you do if you want to do what he was saying he was trying to do yeah so um and again like season one is just basically them getting out of the neighborhood like it's yeah. like it's like the plot doesn't move a whole lot yeah they're trying to get to the uh the football a football stadium where they're trying to organize everybody that's that's not sick uh and it's like a, a woman and her daughter, and then there's like um, yeah, Rose, Rose and a, her daughter, a Korean speaking woman who son, yeah, is they like can't understand, but they kind of band together, and a lot of people are violent and bad people that they can't trust, and some people they can trust. Season two is more the same, but it's it primarily takes place in cold climate. We don't know how we got from like kind of L.A. or we think to like cold. Yeah, um, or cold so quickly because, I mean, yeah, it was basically. It does yeah. not appear that a lot of time has passed in the zombie apocalypse. Um, yeah, so far. unless yeah, unless you're go- <laughs> unless you're going by how old the actress that plays uh, the da- yeah daughter. Rose's daughter Anna is because she she looked literally about ten years old in season one and looked to be about like sixteen years old in uh, in season two. Yeah. That's a weird age for kids. They they grow so much in the that time frame. Yeah, but it's, like, hard, it's hard to it's hard. Um, and honestly, I don't even know what else to say about it other than like it's kind of like, kind of like um, skittish and like puts you on edge. And I feel like of all the zombie stuff I've watched, I feel like other than the zombies being sprinters. I feel like it's probably the most realistic depiction of what would happen in the zombie apocalypse. And I used to say that about Walking Dead through three seasons. Yeah. And then it kind of got just about these weird, like, epics of, like, bad guys and groups and all this stuff. Which, it's still pretty It's still pretty good in terms of what could happen in, in that scenario 10 or 12 years down the line. Like so, I think it's still good for that. Yeah. But in terms of that initial panic, Walking Dead was good. Was was the king. This this holds a candle to it, and I don't know if it topples it or not. But this does a really good job just capturing that chaos, that initial chaos. 
Yeah, and so spoil some spoiler alerts here. Um, I, 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 the only thing I didn't like about the season was that I, I don't, I don't mind seasons ending on cliffhangers if they make sense, but it felt like the whole point of the season was about the airplane dropping off supplies and the airstrip. And at the end of the season, you still have no idea what's going on with this plane. Yeah. And like that, so like that kind of just bothers me. Cause like, again, I don't, if it was like a cliffhanger, like, okay, I get it. But it was just kind of like, all right, we have zero, we have zero clue what's going on with this airplane. And, I, and they're, they're, the way they do these episodes though, Drew, how they like kind of splice it all in. That's how this, I think that's how the seasons are going to be. Like, like once <sighs> you get, once you see all of them, then you're, you'll be able to put it all together. But until then, you're going to be like, what the hell's going on? Like, the whole time. Yeah, but I mean, even season one, like, it concluded. Like, they got to the stadium. Her daughter was still there. Like, they yeah. reunite. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. like, you know, the only thing that maybe the way that they ended the first season, like, it went to black really quick. So maybe, you know, maybe maybe someone sniped them all because there was, there was, like, there were some people with guns in the stadium. So maybe that happened. But, yeah, like, it kind of, like, like the, the point of the story from one to six was her was really Rose to get to her daughter, and then the other characters she met along the way there to do to get there, and it ended. It's, I I didn't have that in this episode or in this in this season, so that kind of like that uh, that that annoyed me a little bit. Um, I I really liked with uh, with Spears, who again I completely forgot was. Um, part of they don't tell you specifically he's part of a gang but you assume he's part of some <laughs> some kind of some kind of criminal organization where there's millions of dollars because the army was trying to uh, keep him captive to figure out where they could get the cash in the first season so he kills a soul ends up killing a soldier and takes his uniform and takes on the name spears um totally forgot about that yeah. but i like he he meets somebody along the way after he gets shot um, and I really liked their dialogue and that whole episode, except I feel like that guy was a hallucination. It was, it ends up, you find you, you end up, um, finding out that that was somebody that was part of his brother's, um, gang and that Spears actually was given the job of killing at one point. And I, th- I think it was a hallucination because again, he was, he's, he's like slowly dying through, yeah, and through conversation, they say like you shot me twice in the back and killed me, but I guess you didn't. But I, yeah, after you said that, I think you're right. I think he was a hallucination. Yeah, I think he actually did kill that guy, Lil James. Um. Uh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. Yeah, I, 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 I liked everything there. And again, it's I, I'd be curious now that now that he's that he does you know he does end up dying um after he asks Anna to to kill him. Um, so he can die when he wants to. I I would have liked to get some closure on that, but I guess yeah, I guess you don't really need it. Um, how they how they're I I thought it was odd that not everybody has at least some type of knife on them at this point to to stab these things in the head, or even when they're shooting, they don't shoot they don't shoot the zombies in the head. They're shooting them like in the in the uh, in the stomach and the legs. Although I guess maybe that's more realistic than The Walking Dead, where everybody became like a, a sniper shot. Sniper, yeah, <laughs> yeah. By like you know episode seven, yeah, there's probably all... a middle ground. Yeah, like that. I guess that is a little more real. Again, to your point, it just it gets like the point across of the panic. Like you know, would you be able just to stay calm and just snipe one of these things like between? I the eyes as they're sprinting at you. at you 
Yeah, so, but it, it, to me, it was more the fact that some, like, there has to be knives and weapons like that. Like, in our, in the Walking Dead universe, it's people trying to find guns. Like, they always got some type of object to, to whack these things in the head. Um, My gripe about the, okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Um, I'll think if there's anything else. And I really liked, I, I really liked the season, by the way. These are just, like, a couple, couple, yeah, like, so, little Yeah, so sprinting versus, versus walking zombies. I wanted to bring that up. I'm not a fan of sprinting zombies. Uh, I don't. I I don't like the way they kind of saunter so slowly in The Walking Dead in in like the past three seasons or four seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little ridiculous. I think they should have a little bit more giddy up than that. But like sprinting zombies, I I don't understand. Like if if okay, so let's let's suspend the disbelief and say okay, if something if the brain was to die and then re- get reanimated, like. The, your musculature doesn't be, you don't get superpowers so like this out of shape you know fat person wouldn't be like you know carl be do a hundred yards yeah, it wouldn't be carl lewis out there yeah exactly wow good carl lewis reference Thank um you. i, I would have went for usain bolt but here we are i don't um, i don't i don't i don't i don't uh i don't take layups when i can hit three pointers bro okay um but yeah, like, I don't think there's any reason to have these things, like, just for whatever reason, just become, like, run a 4-3-40. Like, four, four, like yeah. you couldn't run a 4-3-40 when you were alive. Like, I don't, you're, why can you run a 4-3-40 when you're dead? Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That, that part, that part always annoyed me with these sprinting zombies. Um, yeah. I uh I had I had more of a problem with it seemed like they still had brain function and could like react to things. They were like smelling and stuff. They Is that like, what it was? Yeah, they were like sniffing on the one, and they were like, and it was just like, okay, like what are you gonna do? Like smell somebody and like, <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah, I, I that 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 was I was like yeah I like I like I could get over the the super like the super speed more than I could like them being able as like like the brain's dead. But like they're still able to like it, it just see functionality. Yeah, like they had some brain functionality to like anticipate things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um some some zombie stuff has zombies with limited brain function here and there. Um just kinda depends. Yeah, well they, I, well, I, well, I like they, they there was that one there's... that one scene in the first episode, they were basically trying to compare them to dogs. Yeah, I don't even remember that part, but <laughs> I okay. I will say that for me, a zombie needs to be a fast walker with no brain function. That's that's the right way to do a zombie, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I concur. Basically, what Bill Murray was doing when he was faking being a zombie. Yeah, basically, Walking Dead seasons one through three. Yes. Um. All right, so let's put this through the two brew rating. You ready? Yes. Okay, acting. Uh, I gave it a one point seven five. I thought it was. I thought they were good, not great. Um, it was a. You figure halfway is one point five, and I gave it an, a little notch above that. Um, so I gave it one point seven five. I gave it a three. Wow. I thought I I I I thought everybody did a really good job acting wise. Some some did and some like like even even the fringe characters like the mom that was definitely you know you know where you know in Silicon Valley it's like he's definitely having sex with that robot right like that mom's definitely having sex with those sons right 
<laughs> that were in the man that were in the manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm not going to change mine, but I, I just, I feel like. Yes, we don't. Hey, hey, man. I feel like the directing overshadowed the acting. Like I feel like the way they cut it up, like, was the story more so than the acting. Okay. And like oddly enough, I feel like what is kind of basically the main character now, like the 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 fake Uma Thurman, um, is kind of like the the weakest of the actors. Um, okay. Writing, uh, I gave it a two point three. I thought it was pretty good. I give it a two. Okay, about about right. Okay, I just didn't. Oh, well, go, I, I keep going. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I did. This is more my critique for the plot. So uh, plot. I jumped, yeah. I jumped so the plot. I gave it a. This was this was the hardest grade to figure out just because we don't kn- really know what's going on yet. But I gave it a two point one. I gave it a one and a half. I really it really it really uh, overcooked my grits with the play- not not getting any closure on not getting any closure on it was the plane and like the two gr- the two groups that were like fighting each other in between the storylines. That yeah. that kind of bothered me. Yeah, I I'm kind of liking your rating more than mine as we go along. Yeah, um, yeah. Feel slash genre. Um, I gave it a two point seven five. I think I think it, the way, as annoying as it is to like have it like cut up the way they cut it up and really not know what's going on, it really sets the mood and it, it really ties the room together, as as your beer says sometimes. But I I um. I think I think it is really good for a zombie genre. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half. The only I didn't give it a three only because of just some of the issues with the zombies themselves. Yeah, that's fair. Rewatchability. I gave it a one. Like I don't know that I'm gonna go back and like oh let me let me check this out again. Like I don't see myself doing that per se. They are like this season the episodes were kind of annoyingly long. They were kind of like forty five minutes, like all of them. Like and maybe even like an hour. Yeah. So so through two seasons, I gave it a two just because season one, like some of the like I went back and rewatched one and six last night or two two nights ago, just to remind myself of some of the characters, and I was done in like forty minutes. So I was like, oh, I can like the first season so all over the place, which I think there might even have been like a fifteen minute episode at one point too. Um, I thought it was like 21, but still, yeah. If that was the shortest. So just the fact that so far through the first two seasons, it wouldn't take very long to rewatch it. Um, I gave it a two. Okay, I get, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so my total came out to like 9.8. Mine's 11. Okay, so 11 plus 9.8. Carry the one divided by two. 10.4. So pretty high on, on the two brew scale. Um, yeah. About two thirds of the way up, a little bit over two out of three. Um, yeah, it's probably about right. I mean, it is. It would. It would it, certainly. Gonna, it, would, it would certainly be higher than two thirds of the Walking Dead universe right now. Um. Oh well, yeah. It's 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 gonna entirely depend on where they take this plot. Uh, like in, I don't, we don't know how many more seasons they're planning on. We don't know what the end game is. Like if, if this is all they ever come up with, I'd probably bump it down a few notches just cause like what, what is going on? We don't know what's going on. I, it feels like they need to do at least three more seasons to like, to the, 
just because of their method of storytelling, it feels like that's how much runway they would need to do it their way. Um, yeah, I hope. And obviously, I mean, obviously, COVID probably delayed things, but I, I do hope the next season comes out here in like the next twelve months. Yeah, I agree. Um, it just the plot is just I I don't know where in the world they're going with it. Um, yeah, and like. It feels like they're gonna have a point to it, but I don't know what that is. So, uh, but it's it's good. It's 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 probably the second best zombie show I've seen, other than Walking Dead. Um, so it I'm I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Uh, yeah, I agree. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Spears though. I liked him. I liked that character. That was probably my favorite episode. Was him and uh, what was it? Bathweight or Bathgate or uh, whatever the character was that he was hallucinating with? Um, that was probably my favorite episode. Um, I don't know why. It just remind me a couple. Just reminds me of guys I grew up with. I guess we're just. I just kind of. I don't know. I enjoy. I enjoyed the ban- their banter and. I their- thought you, I thought you were gonna say it just reminds reminds you of me and you on our journey here on the Two Beers podcast, but cool well that too i mean we didn't grow up together as gangbangers you know just murdering kids on the street uh, i'm pretty pretty sure i got a uh, picture uh framed on my wall that says uh, we drop bombs so i disagree with that well that's true um all right well um until you, next week you, you can you can take your hyperion and shove it up your ass buddy <laughs> uh well until next week when we do um we are planning. Are you gonna go see um, uh, Space Jam Two over the weekend? Uh, you mean I'm gonna watch it on HBO Max? Are you serious? It's on HBO Max. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. All I did the not like, know that. I, I think I think every Warner Brothers movie that's slated to come out uh, uh through December is gonna be on HBO Max for the first 30 days. Ugh, son of a bitch! I wish I wouldn't have promised my kids that I'd take them to the movies now. To go see that? Yeah. Oh, well just I mean, that's cool. Just drop a hundred bucks a three 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 kids and yourself, that's gotta be an easy hundo, right? Uh the baby and the wife will stay home. It's just me and the two kids. Oh, uh, gotcha. So uh oh well you could just you could just say jokes on you and put up that uh million dollar uh projector screen you got and watch it stream it on that. Ooh, that's a really good idea. I could do that on the porch. Say hey kids, just kidding, the movie theater's in the backyard. We could do it on the back deck. Oh yeah, I like so, I like where your head's at, Drew. Take now, now you know what you do. Take that money and put it on put it on a couple rounds of the fight. Done. That's <laughs> that's what you call working smarter, not harder. Let the tech do the work for you, bro. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be we're probably gonna do uh, <laughs> review Space Jam. I always talk about how LeBron just fails miserably trying to fulfill fulfill Jordan's shoes as usual, uh, and then maybe maybe another movie as well. Yeah, a couple. Others. Get a get a get a twofer get a twofer here on the uh, the two beers podcast. Yeah, wasn't there a third one we were talking about too? A uh, third one? Oh no, I I just finished a a third movie. Unless you want to watch it, Stowaway. Yeah. Ah, okay. Anyway, Anna Kendrick, right. big time Roll Tide. Whew. Sweet. Oh yeah. All right. Well, um, on that note, everyone, thanks for listening. Until next week, Drew. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. 
You got an open count, toss it out Everybody's cordial right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>